Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Industry Matters, powered by the VGM Group. We are just a couple of days away from the VGM Heartland Conference, which we couldn't be more excited for. In this week's episode, we sit down with our Wednesday keynote speaker, Jared Johnson. And this week, we talk about elite leadership and what that means for positive company culture, which drives employees to want to get to that next level of performance. This week's presenting sponsor is Permobile. You know, technology keeps coming up with new ways to help us all lead healthier lives. And when it comes to reducing the risks associated with immobility for power wheelchair users, there's an app for that too. Permobile Connect supports patient health and wheelchair maintenance and even helps users optimize their functions day to day, all through a tablet or smartphone. You can contact your Permobile rep today to learn more. Now we'll be sitting down with Jared Johnson, who I would call a dedicated public servant uh, of the city of Denison, Texas. At the age of 27, Jared was elected to the Denison City Council, where he served two terms. And then in 2012, he was elected as the youngest mayor in Denison's history and was just was reelected in uh, to his second term in 2015, which he just finished up. So I congratulate you there. Uh, he received the Community Leader Award of Excellence at the Denison Development Alliance Economic Summit in 2018, and Jared will be the Wednesday afternoon keynote speaker at the VGM Heartland Conference here in Waterloo, Iowa, June 19th through the 21st. Jared, welcome to Industry Matters. Hey, Colin, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Would you be able to start by by giving our listeners a little background on yourself and then also, how you began coaching on on good leadership skills? Absolutely. So I've been in hospital administration for about seventeen years now, and really my entry point to the organization was um, being the manager of the hospital-based DME that um, they had at the time. And it was a interesting dynamic to to be off campus, but also to to work with the hospital leadership team and and really had the opportunity to grow within the organization and, and see other different areas to where now I'm over all of our outpatient services and some of our inpatient service lines as well. And having that background, um, both from the hospital side and then from the city side, has really led me to where I've been over the last uh, several years of, of speaking more and more to groups on leadership by taking that experience and really just what I've learned through the years, there, there's lots of opportunity to, to share that. And just, it's what I call the roadmap to, to being an, an elite leader. And it's about behavioral skills, not just the technical skills that we get every day. And, and the feedback that we get from audiences when we're out um, in different places is that it really does have a profound impact on, on how the attendee thinks about how they lead their teams. You teed up a perfect first question and when you said behavioral. One of the principles that you have or, or share to be an elite leader is to rethink 10-80-10 or the 10-80-10 rule, which is where what I know it to be is 10% of the employees may be somewhat resistant, 80% of them are good employees that get their jobs done, 
and then that other 10 comes into where they're elite performers and being elite leaders. How would how do you think that leaders and managers need to rethink that? Yeah, I, I think, and you hit it you hit it right on the head. Really, if we want to be the single best version of us or single best version of what we do every single day. So for me, it was my city. I wanted to be the best city in Texas for our citizens. We want our, our hospital to be the single best hospital in Texas, not the second best, not the third best. And if I want to get my team to, to achieve that vision of being the best of the best, and it's as simple as, as knowing that I need more than 10% high performers. And every management theory that you have ever heard has always said 10-80-10. That's what it is. Well, I'm not content with that. We will never get to where we want to go with having 10% high performers. So the key is what are you going to do with that? And it's all about getting some of those high performers to go get some of that 80 percenters and bring them to the top 10 and then challenge the 80 percenters. What are you going to do to go be a top 10 percenter? And for those in the bottom 10, honestly, Colin, over the last few years, I have basically committed myself. I spend zero time on those folks. I just get them out of our organization because they simply don't fit with our culture. And it's not typically a competent standpoint. It is It is normally just the fact that they're not on the same page of, of what we're about or they're just lazy. Either way, my high performers and my solid performers need me to focus on them, not on the low, so we get them out and we focus on doing what we do best, which is taking care of people. And so much of the business, as you very well know from DME or, or complex rehab, is so patient-focused in having the right attitude and having, and when we're, when we're talking about our patients' health care and their well-being, you need to get as many of those 10% at the bottom up as high as you can or as many of those 80% up out of the 10%? Um, Certainly. I mean, and and we just need to all be on the same page. In an industry that has been hammered like the HME industry has been over the last several years, just need to recognize that everybody in our organization has to be an innovative thinker, that we have constantly need people at all levels of the organization that are going to help come up with great ideas to improve the patient experience and to improve our operational performance. I mean, when the government's constantly sending more mandates down, more reimbursement cuts, more documentation requirements, I need great thinkers at every level of the organization who are going to help us respond to that. And then to continue to work with our referral partners and how we can be what I call quality of care partners in taking care of their patient. We're a reflection of their care. When a, when a physician sends us a patient, we are truly a reflection of his or her care, and we need to take that seriously as we look to take care of patients. You know, I feel like a lot of the times we can learn from good leadership, but at the same time, I think we can learn from poor leadership as well. What are some areas that you feel companies might go wrong when they're talking about their leadership or, or the culture that they have? Yeah, there, there's always opportunities to learn from 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 history and, and bad leadership. Everybody today wants to talk about culture. That is the big thing. But at the end of the day, you will never, ever, ever get the culture that you want. It's just not going to happen. But you can get the culture that you build. And the the building of culture takes a relentless pursuit and communicating what that's going to be within your organization. I mean, leaders have to build the culture. The culture will drive behavior throughout their organization, and then the behavior will give results. If you don't like the results you're doing, then it goes back to behavior, 
And if you don't like the behavior, it goes back to the culture that the leaders built. So, again, you, you're looking at all types of opportunities to, to grow and learn from, but it's all about what you are doing on a daily basis. It's about what you are tolerating on a daily basis because what you do is what you become, and that's going to be the culture within your team. Do you have any advice to companies to begin the process of maybe if they don't have the healthiest culture to lead into rethinking the 108010, having a poor company culture, it, it's probably not going to get many of those people motivated enough to excel and step up into their game. Are there any small steps that you like to identify to for companies to begin improving that culture? Right. Well, first of all, you, you, you have to truly identify with with what are you about? What what truly makes you tick every day as an organization? Who who are you there to 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 serve and and to to uh, to to take your product to? And and at that point, everybody in the organization has to be aligned with what that looks like. Every leader in the organization needs to know that it's their job to keep the culture in alignment. And, and if you can't do that because you just are on a different page or you don't think it's that important, that's okay. We can just agree that that's, we're not on the same page, but you need to go find something else to, to focus on. Whatever you're passionate about, man, go do it and give it all you got, and don't settle for being ordinary. Don't settle for being average. I mean in this, in this time, if you truly want to be elite, then it takes a mindset to, to take actions that will allow you to do that. Um, the last thing we need our employees doing, our teammates doing, is coming to work every day and calling it a job. Coming to work every day and saying it's just work. Coming to work every day and, and saying I'm just trying to get on a career. A career path is really hopefully a byproduct of someone being on mission about what they're passionate of, about doing every day and achieving the, the business and operational goals that come with that. Leadership is an extremely discussed and talked about area for improvement. Why why do you is there a specific reason why you use the word to be an elite leader rather than just a good leader? Yeah, well, I mean, I think if you think about it, the difference between being elite and being average, there's simply less competition there. Whether it's in your industry or you personally, there's simply less competition among the elite. So why not go be elite? No one went into their field, at least I hope, saying, you know what, I want to be the most average at this field I can be. I mean, that's just that's not how it works. So if we don't want to be average at what I'm doing every day, if I don't want my company to be average, why in the world am I comparing myself to average statistics or the, the industry mean? I want to be focused on the elite. What are the top 10 percenters, the top 5 percenters doing? And there's less competition up there. The other part of that is over the, the period of time, if you're not constantly moving to trying to be elite, you will get wiped out. Those bottom performers, the bottom organizations, the bottom um, companies, they simply get wiped out because they're not evolving. So there, there's absolutely no reason to not explore and go try to achieve elite leadership and the results that come with that. It's and, a different mindset, but and, it'll take you a long way. And you tapped into that too a little bit ago about how you know, we, we know what the DME industry has been facing over the past couple of years um, where just doing the same old isn't going to get you by. It's not going to allow you to, to thrive, but it's also going to be challenging just to survive by, by trying to be average. 
I think that I think you really tap into something there that that everyone needs to everyone from the top of an organization to the bottom of the organization in today's environment needs to needs to work to be elite needs to work to be at that elite level. Absolutely, Jared. That's about all the time we're going to have for today. Uh, everyone, we're sitting down with Jared Johnson who will be the Wednesday afternoon keynote speaker at the VGM Heartland Conference, which is next week. There's still time to sign up uh, for Heartland, which will be hosted right here in Waterloo, Iowa. If you've never been to Heartland before, I highly suggest that you check it out. You can learn more at vgmheartland.com, and you can also learn a little bit more about Jared under the keynote speakers tab. Uh, Jared, thank you for taking the time with us today. And we're really looking forward to seeing you next week at the Heartland Conference. Thank you, Colin. I'm looking forward to, to seeing everyone in, in Heartland. That will wrap up today's episode of Industry Matters. We appreciate you joining us. For those who are attending the Heartland Conference coming up in just a few days, we'll be dropping another episode to highlight the educational and social events at the Heartland Conference, kind of a uh, what you need to know to attend. And next week, we will be live from the Heartland Conference. Thank you for joining us this week on Industry Matters, and we will see you right back here next week.